I'm Dr. Gene Hemsler, and you're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running and most respected money show on radio. For more than 25 years, my associates and I have been providing straightforward, no-nonsense advice for your financial questions. Email us at drgene at hemsler.com. That's D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R dot com. This broadcast of Money Talks originally aired Saturday, August 4th, 2018. The only thing we have to fear... The economic health of this nation has been... ...for essential economic freedoms. The excessive decline... Greed. ...in the dollar... It's a late rally on Wall Street. Too big to fail. Growing the economy. Growing the economy. It's amazing what's been going on with the economy. Welcome. This is Money Talks. Money Talks. Good morning. You're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running, most respected money show on radio. I'm Troy Harmon here with none other than Shauna Theriault. And uh, new to the radio is uh, Michael Griffin. Not new to Hensler. Not new to Hensler. Michael has been around. He's he's been around a while, worked his way up through the ranks. He's a financial planner in our planning and implementation department. He's an associate. uh, He is an associate. Yeah, Yeah. I love that. Financial planner. Is that what I called it? That's okay. They're they're important, too. Well, you guys are all financial planners. We are, yes. And that's what I'm Technically certifiable. Some more certifiable (laughs) than others. Uh, But uh, Michael's got his CFP designation, Mm -hmm. as does Shauna. Shauna's got the CFP, the CPA, the what else? CDFA. CDFA. I like to diversify. Yeah. My designations. Right. The CDFA. That's the one that nobody knows. So what is it? It's a certified divorce financial analyst. Certified divorced financial analyst? <laughs> no. We went over that like a mo- week oh, or a month I'm, ago on yeah, that I've show. I've slept since then, which means I have to start <laughs> over. Oh, well. Certified <laughs> divorce financial analyst. Correct. Who, uh, you know, one of the topics we're going to talk about today is uh, very important for a designation like that. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Later on, we'll get into... Uh, Making sure both spouses in a relationship have uh, adequate financial knowledge. Absolutely. Yeah, all right. Well, before we get to that, let's uh, talk a little bit about the S&P 500. Our financial markets this week are down. Michael, if yes. this trend continues, uh, this will be your Didn't last Didn't you say it was show. going to be up it, it was. last week? Oh, I say it's going to be up every week. And you know what? How Most of the time you're right. How often am I right? More often than 50%, mm-hmm. I'll assure you. I don't know your wife and say that much. Uh, well, <laughs> she might tell you a whole lot of things about me that nobody really cares about, <laughs> except her. <laughs> well, we hope so. Anyway. All right, so the market was down this past week. I mean, that's almost flat. Points. That's not really down. Okay. I mean, so I was right? It's a rounding Is that error. what you're saying? Like that's <laughs> one thing you will never hear my wife say. You were you right. You were right. <laughs> Yeah, uh, once in a while I get her to say Michael that. just got married like a year and a half ago, so I bet his wife still says that. She does bitch. not. She doesn't, yeah. She, she, <laughs> she certainly quick. does not. She's, She's smart. a quick study. She is. Yeah. She knows. You know how to She's win training a, the system. You know what? This is a great point, Michael. If you ever want to win a, a, a argument with your wife, and no, I'm not going to say, Listen you know, up, have the last there. word, it's yes, dear. This is yeah, going to be that, the advice of the year. Hey, that's, that's correct, yeah. Pull over, turn your radio up, listen. Listen. Don't touch your phone because that's illegal in Georgia. What I tell her is, at least I married up. I, what's she going to say to that? She can berate you, do whatever. Well, I married better than you did. You know what else I've learned to do? Uh, start cleaning. Stops. If you start cleaning or doing something, they, they tend to not, right, not keep on you there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 
Uh, you need, you need. To, I mean, you got to have a shed, a basement, a garage, some place you can go. Tinker. Uh, yeah, don't clean. Come on, man. <laughs> You're ruining it for the rest of us. This, it, you know, husbands. That's a brotherhood. If you go doing that, you go to a party. Your wife, next thing you know, she'll be telling people, "Oh yeah, when I get mad." My at husband him, cleans. When I get mad at him, he goes and cleans. My wife would be mad at me for the next twenty years. <laughs> Troy, I'm still new to marriage. I'm still learning. I'm sorry. Yeah, well. I'm sorry. Don't don't go screwing up for the rest of us. (laughs) Anyway. All right. Mark it down. 42 basis points. Guess what? Telecom finally caught a break. We're up 3% on the week uh, just in uh, telecom. Now, it's just a few companies that uh, make up the telecom sector, basically Verizon and AT&T. There's a few others. Um, But good news is their positive real estate uh, rebounded a little bit. 0.97% 0.97% on the week. Uh, down in the basement, energy is down 188. Uh, materials was down 1.58, which is not real surprising. The materials sector is made up a lot of uh, chemical companies, so if energy's down, uh, not surprising that you would see materials down. The dominant force in that materials sector, uh, Dow DuPont. So anyway, um, looking at year-to-date, Stock market, S&P 500 is still up 6.8%. Information technology, 15.69% year-to-date. Holy cow, still just knocking the cover off the ball. Uh, Consumer discretionary up 13.73. A lot of folks don't pay that much attention to it. But when we talk about the FANG stocks, two of the FANGs Mm -hmm. are consumer discretionaries. Amazon and Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, so anyway, they uh, they haven't had the best of times over the past couple of weeks. Um, you know, technology's kind of hit the skids here and there, uh, but still doing okay. Um, Amazon seldom has a bad day. Uh, but if you look at the NASDAQ, um, the NASDAQ index, mm-hmm. uh, it's, had some, it's had some pretty good days recently. So anyway, uh, still in the, in the basement. Wasn't it down telecom. from Facebook, or am I wrong about that? Uh, yeah, well, that's where it started. The Facebook was down 20% right. at one point. Right. Uh, one day uh, was that last week, I think. Was it last week? I yeah, uh, and and um, obviously that's going to drive anything FANG-related lower. But sure. uh, overall, there's been kind of a wet blanket thrown on the party that's been technology just in the last couple of weeks. Uh, but, you know, all things considered, um, still just 15.69% year-to-date. Uh, still some pretty outstanding numbers, right? Absolutely. All right. Um, uh, just looking over the past one year, 16.24% uh, on the S&P 500. Technology up 30%. Uh, just amazing, no doubt. Uh, we've got quite a bit out of uh, earnings, uh, S&P 500. Of those 500 companies, 379 have reported earnings, Um Looking at sales surprise, 1.47%, better than analysts would have expected uh, being released in the second quarter. Earnings earnings surprise, so this is uh, whether or not earnings were better or worse than analysts expected. It's better, uh, 5.35% better uh, overall for the index. Uh, some of the bright spots, um, consumer discretionary, 13.05%. Uh, earnings surprise, uh, looking at earnings Growth, uh, 24.53%. Now, first quarter, we saw 225 mm-hmm. uh, We're getting 245 right now. Um, and there's a lot of indications that third quarter earnings will be similarly 
um, 25% better. Wow. Uh, a lot of what's going on is uh, related to our tax reform. So tax you think changes. we could see low double digits, maybe, um, in the market with those uh, earnings? Well, I've, I'm still sticking to that 6 to 8% okay. uh, for, for 2018. Some of, some of what's going on, uh, you know, on the fiscal side uh, with, uh, you know, with trade discussions, trade tariffs, uh, those sorts of things. And, by the way, I do see some fissures in that whole story, see a few cracks developing. Uh, I did see that uh, low-level officials are beginning to uh, talk between the U.S. and China uh, related to those um, those tariffs, tariffs that we've been talking about so much. So I, I still believe that uh, while the tariffs have been enacted, I, I really don't believe, believe that they're going to be very long. So you mentioned because of the tax rate cuts, do we think that, you know, with the elections, if there's – change in power maybe to Democrats that maybe that would change some of the sentiment? It could, but... Uh, I mean, they're not going to change, obviously, what's been done for this year. No. Um, I don't I don't believe that they're going to reverse tax no. uh, yeah. tax reforms, if that's what you're asking. I, I think what you probably are more likely to see is uh, just it's going to be a one-time deal. Um, you know, there was a lot made of whether or not we could actually pay our bills and not have a huge deficit, have, uh, you know, the debt of the country rise or continue to rise uh, under under new tax regime. Um, reality, I think, is that we can. Uh, it's just a matter of, uh, you know, not everybody got a tax break. Sure, sure. I'm seeing some clients that are actually going up a little yeah. bit. They don't have, you know, they don't have children for it to get the tax credit and all that. Right, but. yeah. And, and a lot of folks are not going to uh, itemize. Right. You know, so it, it's hard to say exactly what happens um in your 2018, that's one of the things we've talked about, Shawnee, you're a CPA. Uh, we've talked about making sure that you get a checkup, and it's oh, yeah. definitely Cause important. Because you may not be withholding enough or paying enough right. in estimates, even though you think that taxes have been cut. Right. Uh, I guess the biggest point that I want to make when it comes to your investments is, uh, you know, this is, a, this is quite a boost for earnings, obviously. Um, but it's probably more of a one-time deal. You're not going to see tax reform every year. And uh, that being the case, you know, these these 25 percent gains, 22 and a half percent in the first quarter, uh, they're not going to be long term sustainable. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not going to see the same thing next year from the same source. We're going to have to see growth. Uh, so and with know, some tax rates being down, you may it may be a good time to rebalance like we've talked about before. No, so. absolutely. Yeah, mm -hmm. we we can uh, get a whole lot deeper into that uh, when we come back. But uh we do have a few items from the economy we saw this week. Personal income rose 0.4%. Consumer confidence, the current situation actually got a little better. Expectations became weaker. I think that's probably news-related. A lot of the things that we just talked about, trade tariffs, people are expecting that to slow down the economy. Uh, other than that, FOMC meeting, but nothing really happened, happened in that meeting. Uh, no change in rates. We do expect that we will see. Uh, rates increase uh, two more times 2018. Mm -hmm. All right, well, we're going to take a real quick break. Stick around. You're listening to Money Talks. We'll be right back. It's time for the... Dog of the Week. All right, Dog of the Week this week. This is actually a real cute one. I enjoy this. Uh, there were a few that we probably could make a little more sense of, but uh, 
Dog of the Week this week comes from SBNation.com. Uh, there's a good dog in Australia who uh, showed up to a half marathon. Nobody knows whose dog it is, whose dog it was. Uh, made a lot of friends at the starting line, and uh, before you know it, the dog had finished the half marathon. Everybody took off running, and um, the dog finished in the top 70 spots. Really? <laughs> he just made a bunch of pals. Everybody starts running. He looked around. Is there actually like an running. age category for that? Well, I, for dogs, I don't know. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> he like, does have four did legs, he have, did he so have that a is number? a benefit. Uh, well, yeah. I, well, that's one of the points they made in here. You know, usually what kind the of average, dog is it though? Uh, it's just a little sooner, a little mutt. Wow. A little short like Half a dog marathon. too. He looks, uh, you know, if you look, it looks like he's uh, part. I don't know if it's corgi or. That's what I was thinking. You know, he looks kind of corgi. You um, think the ones with little legs, they have to run so much faster. Well, you just have to Aww. move their legs. they got to run the same speed. It's just, you know, he moves his legs a whole lot faster. more. And there's four of them, so he, he, you know, he did a good job. Yeah, yeah uh, I mean, you could run a half marathon faster if you had four legs, I bet. Um, maybe. I don't, I've, I've ran a 5K a couple of times. In fact, every year my daughter and I run the gobble jog. Yeah, you run yeah. it though, right? I do. Yeah. I walk that. Yeah, I've walked it before too. My excuse I is I had a stroller and now she's five, so I don't know what my excuse is going to be. <laughs> you can still push I'll, the stroller. Right, right. You can still I do could. this. Yeah. <laughs> Might I be mean, weird if it's empty, but no, right. no. You got to have snacks along the way. Uh, anyway. That's good. I'm trying to exercise and eat at the same time. Doesn't that defeat the purpose? Uh, you're asking burning me. calories. You're still Thanks. burning calories. It's fine. This, this race I'm talking about is Thanksgiving Day. Do you think I'm going to slow down this on the true. eating? No. 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 Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. No. So anyway, dog runs uh, 13.1 miles, wins a medal. They gave him a medal. They should have. I mean, he qualified first in his class. And then since he was nobody's dog, they took him to the pound. Aww. They did. They took him to the pound, but they used the opportunity to take pe- take a lot of pictures, and they believe that if he is somebody's dog, which they think he might be, he seems real healthy, he seems to have been taken well, you know, well groomed, well taken care of. They think that he will get adopted. Now, uh, you know, as as wide, I, come on, this thing has been. Uh, reported across the globe. Someone will point. adopt them. Somebody's going to make this dog a home. And think about it. If you were a jogger. And you would you want the dog. Home, right. Sure. Someone to run with you. This dog's got it going on. Award-winning dog. Gone. He's an award-winning dog. He definitely is. And like I said, they gave him a medal. It's hanging out with him until he finds his forever home. So uh, That's God, better than a lot of the goat stories you come up with. So No, I love a good, good goat story. <laughs> I, not everybody has a pet goat, but uh, I have had the pleasure on multiple occasions of having a pet goat. Well, is there anything really wrong with that? I mean, I mean, I would have chickens in my backyard if it weren't for my wife, even now. I like to have the chickens. What, what is she doesn't want chickens? Is that She doesn't like chickens, and she doesn't like me a whole lot, I think. <laughs> but, you know, chickens. You, you need to clean the house more. <laughs> I would you should really follow need Michael's to clean advice. it more if I had chickens. I'm never going to live that down. I should <laughs> yeah. not have said that on the radio. That is recorded forever, and I cannot live that down. We're going to replay it day after day after day. You're, you're just getting started, so we'll give you a little bit of a break. But Anyway, so there you go. My dog of the week is actually – oh, and by the way, they say it costs about $300 to, to take in a dog. Have you guys ever done any studies as to how much it really costs to keep a dog up? I, I always like to tie these stories some way to – Three, they, I guess it depends looked, on the vet bills and the, I looked now that's that's Australian so you yeah. know 300 bucks they probably got a little bit different uh, oh. cost of living there but I looked around here 
you know, the Atlanta area, about $250 to just to bring the dog in. But then now, Sean, see, this is your financial planning mind. You're starting to think, oh, it costs really more than that. Yes. That's Food, shots, the doctor. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Yeah. I got two little dogs, and when I take them to the vet, it's like I, if I'd known it was going to cost that much, I would have just let you keep them. <laughs> Anyway, exactly. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan. I, I love dogs. It's more like a health insurance deductible these days. Yeah, no doubt. It's, uh-huh. uh, it is not cheap. Anyway, I, I looked it up about 1170 bucks per year to, uh, Taking a- to have a dog. But they bring so much joy to your home. I guess if you want to quantify it, $1,170 worth, right? Yeah. That's right. Anyway, all right. Uh, <clears throat> one of the things that I didn't get to, and, and I was going to make this point kind of a tie-in, um, you know, in my in my original piece, we've seen a slowdown in house in uh, uh, home sales. Sales uh, is that because of increase of interest rates? I, you know, I was trying to make sense out of that. So the interest rates, you know, we saw it get down to about three seventy five. Right. And at that, you know, most of the houses around here are going for four hundred thousand dollars. In fact, they're not building too many houses unless they are hitting around four hundred thousand dollars in the metro area. Uh, in the suburbs, uh, looking at that at 375, your monthly payment would be about 1850. Mm-hmm. But if you bump it up just to where it is right now, 4.49 percent, your 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 uh, monthly payment is 2,024 dollars. I wouldn't think that would make that much difference, 174 bucks a month. No. But it seems to be slowing folks down. Hmm. You're also hearing a lot of stories, and me and uh, Roger Tuttero talked about it last week, um, where the average new home price is declining pretty significantly. We're we're around two hundred fifty thousand dollars now. So is that because they have inventory like and they're a, reducing prices, or they're just building them? Well, it seems to like start a, a maturing of the of the process, the okay. recovery from recession. Uh, you see a lot of folks that are wanting those starter homes instead of just buying a you know an existing home. Uh, they, there is a market there. Um, builders would rather build a $400,000 home oh, sure. instead of a two fifty because there's the more spread. profit in it, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, you know, another thing, inventory is so low right now. Maybe sales are slowing just because there's nothing to buy. Yeah. I, I, I mean, don't I don't. I think at some point those interest rates are starting to, to make a little bit of a difference. Mm-hmm. But $175 a month, it doesn't seem like it would be that much. And we know unemployment's low and wages are going up. So people, I mean, I guess you could think, say that even though interest rates are up, people are making a little bit more. At least I feel that's the way it's gone because it's so hard to even find great employees right now. You have to pay them more right. to get them, right? That's so true, yeah. you would think that their wages are going up. Yeah, I saw some numbers on that this week. Uh, 2.8% wage increase uh, just in the last few months. Uh, they're expecting about 3.9% increase over the next year. Um, you know, by this time next year, you'll see that the annualized increase in wages about 3.9. And uh, you know, we we uh, look at all those numbers quite quite closely, uh, just trying to get an indication as to where we are in the economy. Mm-hmm. All right. So all this talk about financial stuff leads us to our next subject, and that is, uh, you know, like we said earlier, when you have. Uh, a relationship, a, a husband and a wife, significant other, whatever you want to call them, quite often you see that one will take the lead 
and knowing the finances mm-hmm. and the other quite often has absolutely no interest in it. Absolutely. Now, as geeky as I am about finance, I can't imagine anybody not wanting to know about the stock market, about saving, about all these fun, <laughs> exciting topics. But I guess there are people out there that just don't see the world through my sunglasses. Oh, absolutely. There yeah. certainly are, Troy. Yeah. Anyway, so, guys, uh, we uh, we have a few minutes to talk about this. We'll probably not get the subject covered before our next break. But, hey, let's, uh, let's dev- dive in. Well, I mean, you're seeing it. The landscape, to your point, is changing a little bit. You know, you do see more and more females that are involved in the finances. It is true that, you know, usually in a household, um, you know, somebody takes the bills over and handles the financing. Um, But it's important, you know, for them to have an understanding um, of the finances. You know, if something were to happen to the other spouse, um, then, you know, they don't really know what to start, where to start. They don't have the logins. They don't have, you know, even if something is paying bills, you know. Um, Michael and I have seen it before, you know, something happens to one of the spouses and the other one doesn't have access to it and doesn't really know where to get the funds from. And they come in and and we just have to sit down with them and and go through everything and teach them from scratch. And it's, it's, it's sad and it's hard for them to to learn on the fly, especially when they've experienced a divorce or a death or or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I've actually seen, you know, we've had clients come in and say, you know, if something were to happen to me, I want to know that, you know, I've been handling the finances. I want to know that they're building a relationship with somebody now so that they know who to go to. So that's something that we see um, sometimes, and that's really strong as well. So even though they've been handling it, they want to kind of let go of the reins in terms of the investments and all of that. Um, not necessarily the bills, but, you know, so that way they start building a relationship with someone if something were to happen and someone can step in and help. Yeah, so uh, what kind of professionals are we talking about? I mean, you're you're looking at relationships with whom? Sure, so financial planners, financial advisors, you know, such as Hensler, where we have, you know, the research department that uses stocks and, you know, us that does the planning and, tax. you know, sits down tax that yeah. does handles the taxes. So and we have any Exactly, and we, and we actually have you know, the other um, estate planning division as well right. so that we can sit down with attorneys and say, okay, you know, something happened to your loved one. Now we can walk you through the whole process. Yeah. You know, it's not just taking over the accounts, but it's making sure everything is set up and going through everything for the estate. So that's a huge thing too. It's one of the most important parts of, of dealing with, with people as they get older. They, you, you need to make sure they know where their money's going. Yeah. And the estate planning process does that. Yeah. All right, well, let's take a real quick break. When we come back, we'll uh, talk a little more about this topic. You're listening to Money Talk. Stick around. Every day I'm shuffling. Broadcasting from atop the Hensler Financial Building in the heart of Georgia's financial district, Kennesaw, Georgia. This is Money Talks. We're back. Hiya, Talk. Building. <laughs> the third towering, floor. Towering three stories above. Yeah. yeah. I'm uh, Troy Hart here with uh, Shauna Theriolt and Michael Griffin. We don't even have windows up here, so we don't even know what we're looking at. Oh, uh, but the, we got a metal roof, so if it's raining, you know it. That's so true. That's really, I mean, you're not totally oblivious. Sometimes it's a radio station and ears. a weather station, is that? <laughs> well, and it's been raining all week. I think our listeners know that. Uh, well, I mean, but it's not right now, I don't think, because I can't hear it. <laughs> See there? See how this works, Michael? Troy, you have headphones on. Uh, yeah, but the microphone would feed it back into my ears. 
Shauna, you've been in here when it's rained before. Come on. And when the airs broke. Yeah, yeah, well, let's not revisit that. Um, All right, so when we last spoke, we were talking about um, making sure that both spouses in a relationship, Mm -hmm. all parties in a relationship, uh, no matter what the relationship, have adequate information so that they know where their financial uh, status is or where they could at least go find it. So we talked about access. We talked about relationships, and, and uh, I mean, we've even seen folks come in and where the, where the husband and wife might come together, you know, one of them will sit and read a book while you talk to the other one, like, you know, I'm here, but not really having a good time. What you have to do, you, you have to be involved. It's right. more than just showing up. you you got to take a bit of an interest because, Shauna, what are the statistics? Women live. Oh, but women outlive men by right. far. I mean, what is, what's the expected? What's the life expectancy for females nowadays? Like seventy nine, and I think, I think men it's actually like, longer it? than that. I feel is like it? it's in the mid eighties. I believe. Oh, I don't. Wow. Okay. Jim well, would know better than me, but I, I know it's at least seven years. I think is the. Thought it was between six and eight, so seven years is, is right there in the middle. Yeah. But, so uh, so it, no matter what the age, women. Tend to Generally, live right. Men. And you assume you're the same age or maybe one little younger than the other. But uh, quite often one spouse will uh, outlive the other. So uh, whether it be that or, you know, a divorce or, you know, whatever the situation is, there are a lot of things that you need to think about. For oh, absolutely. Your own personal the last thing you want to do is outlive your money. That's not well, pretty. that's true. And, and uh, knowing what's going on, uh, both right. spouses. Uh, when you are helping them spend it, right. you should probably also help manage, maintain, shepherd, watch, whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, so the only real way you can do that is to, number one, understand how it all works. Number two, understand where you are in the situation. And, uh, I mean, like you said, you guys have ran across people who don't even know the password to log in to see their statements right. to see the the balance in their accounts to see any of those major issues. Well, and sometimes it's even a health issue, disability. It's you know Alzheimer's. You know, yeah. the spouse. And unfortunately, that's happening more and more and more. Um, you know where Alzheimer's is really prevalent out there. Yeah, so getting no a handle on it, and, and you know that doesn't mean you have to understand everything that goes into the financial planning. You know, just get get a base understanding, or at least trust who you're working with, and work with a professional if you don't understand it. And it should be someone that you trust. And know how to get in touch with them, and know know how to pay your mortgage or pay your electric bill if if, if something happened unexpectedly. Those mm-hmm. are the important things in the in the short term. And you're right; it's uh, unexpected. So, um, you know, the best way to, to uh, plan for the unexpected is just preparedness. I mean, and knowing, you do, first of all, accepting the fact that these things can happen and you have absolutely no control over them. Right. So the question to answer is, so what next? Well, and even in a divorce situation, if you think about it, even if you were involved in paying the bills, that doesn't mean that you know how to do long-term projections. So even if you are working, you, you know, being able to say, okay, we had to divide assets. So that significantly can significantly set individuals back you know if each of you have x amount and then you split it in half well now you're kind of starting a few years behind where you were right Right. versus you had all this together as assets so it is almost i don't want to say a setback but it could be financially where you're starting later in life because you had this much saved but now you only have this much saved because you you divided it yeah and even knowing how to divide it sometimes it doesn't make sense for one spouse to to get 
uh, see half of a business that they actually are the the main operator of. Right. Uh, you know, why in the world do you give that you asset don't away? Answer you can, to your ex about that. Uh, right. But right. you see what I'm saying. Sure. And, and it might not even be just that. Uh, if if you've got two spouses, one of them started a business, they're the founder, and you know they're active in the business, and the other one's not. If they did have a divorce, does it really make sense? For the spouse who's not involved to become an owner of that business? No. Absolutely not. I wouldn't think And so. I'm sure the employees of that business wouldn't like that either. Yeah, right. So, I mean, thinking about these things before you get right down to ground zero where you, where it's, you know, go time, you have to make a decision, um, can help you even, like I say, in a, in a divorce situation. And I know it probably sounds like a broken record. We all say it, but the sooner you start and plan for it, the, the, the easier the adjustments will be made. You know, if you wait way, way, way down the road and you're nearing retirement and you haven't saved enough or looked at this in terms of, you know, how long does this need to last me? What am I spending? And actually sit down and formulate a plan. It's never too late to form a plan. Don't misunderstand. But the sooner you can form a plan and and build in these worst case scenarios, the better you would be will be at you know handling it when it comes. Absolutely, Absolutely. plan it early make, makes our job a lot easier when they come to us before they get ready to retire. When they when they've actually retired and say, hey, how can you help me make this last? It makes our job a little more difficult. Yeah, no doubt. All right, guys. Uh, well, let's move on. We got lots of questions from uh, listeners, and uh, if you have questions, let us give you a little way that you can get them to us. You can give us a call seven seven zero four two nine nine one six six. You can talk to a human being if you give us a call there. Uh, we also have a question hotline one eight five five four two nine nine one six six. You call in, you get a recording, you leave a message, including your question. We play the question on the air and answer right behind it. So, uh, and, and then you can email us, drgene at hensler.com. That's D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. Uh, we also have a website where if you wanted to answer some of your own questions with information that we provide through our website, you can get us at uh, hensler.com. Uh, we're also active on, um, you all going to have to help me out here, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Twitter. Uh, Snapchat? I don't know. I don't, I don't do that either. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think we're on Snapchat. I don't Instagram? know. Do we have an Instagram? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> you can, I tell you what, if you put in H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com, you will find us, no doubt, or type in Hensler Financial. So uh, we have a question this week from Richard from Atlanta. says, uh, suddenly Apple has jumped to be 7.1% of my portfolio. I'm afraid it's in a taxable account, and my cost basis is $13.45. Well, first of all, let's say congratulations. It's a good problem to have. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, his question is, so should I stay fully in or take a little off the table and pay the government? Uh, you know, it's, it's always sad to invite the government to your party. Uh, they're going to take more than what you believe is their fair share, but I always say, you know, just be glad that we don't get as much government as we pay for. Um, <laughs> but in the end, uh, if you think about it, Apple actually makes up about four and a quarter percent, four point two five percent of the overall S and P five hundred. So, you know, I think we do have kind of a rule of thumb around here. We'd rather not see a single position get beyond ten percent of your portfolio. Um, but one thing I would say is when you look at the valuation, you know, we talked, I said something about FANG stocks earlier, uh, Facebook, Apple, or Amazon rather, Netflix, Google, some people include that Apple into it as well. Uh, it, Apple is one of the most 
attractively valued with a price-to-earnings ratio of 18.73. Now, you compare that to Amazon, 230.8. You look at Netflix PE, 230.7. Wow. Just a crazy uh, difference, Troy. Right. I mean, you know, at 18.73, that's below the overall market, which has got a P.E. of about 21.6 right now. Apple doesn't scare me in the way that some of the other tech stocks do at the moment, and it's really because of the valuation. Valuation is not the price. It's not that it costs 207 bucks. It's that it, value is what you get for what you pay. So what you're buying is a long-term Stream of cash flows, uh, if you want to look at those as the earnings of the company, you know, you're paying 18.73 times the the value of those cash flows just in the last 12 months. So in my opinion, you know, this is not a bad deal. Uh, Shauna, what do you think? We got, uh, you know, you're talking about a taxable account. It's not fun to pay the government. You could probably diversify, maybe hoping that uh, Richard's got a, Retirement account, maybe he could he could uh, make it up there. Yeah, absolutely. I, I you know, this is so hard for me because you know, I, me, I, I take the emotion out of it because I'm the planner, right? And I and for and other people, for other people, yeah. right? And so, but this is still it's hard for me to say. Okay, let's sell Apple and buy this other stock that's not that exciting, you know, because <laughs> yeah. Apple's just exciting. But will it always be exciting? We don't know. And so, being vigilant and trimming it back and slowly paying the taxes because the last thing you want to do, think about it. Let's say it goes to ten percent and. We're, we're like, okay, we're at the limit we don't want to be. Well, what are the gains going to be then to just trim back to seven? So if you're diligent and you just trim it back, you know, over time, um, then it won't get to levels that are so high and you can diversify in other things. Right. You know, because once it gets to be, you know, concentrated position, if you will, then it's going to, the taxes on that are going to be unbelievable. Right. Well, I mean, even now, most of it is, you know, we're dealing with the, uh, with the, um, value that he's already got in there is really mostly taxable at this point. Mm -hmm. Most of it is the gain. All right, well, let's take a real quick break. Uh, When we come back, we'll answer a few more questions. You're listening to Money Talks. Stick around. Griffin, uh, both work in our financial planning department, our planning and implementation department at Hensler Financial, uh, where if you would like for us to answer questions for you, either on the air or off the air, right? you can give us a call, 770-429-9166. You can call our question hotline, 1-855-429-9166, or you can email us at drgene at hensler.com. So when we left, we were talking about this question from Richard from Atlanta, talking about Apple becoming 7.1% of his overall portfolio. Uh, I I think just to wrap it up, 7.1% is not over what we would call our 10% limit. you got tax issues. 
you know, if you can, if you have a well diversified portfolio, hopefully Apple's not the only thing that you own. Then uh, I would say trim out. Right, obviously, and obviously it's, it's not seven percent. If it's seven point one percent, but uh, you know, be careful if you're if you've got things in your retirement account because quite often they, if it's a the large mutual cap, funds, the mutual funds mm-hmm. are going to have a big exposure to Apple as well. Sure, uh, it would be good for you to look into it or or think about just how much true exposure you have to a single company, especially given technology and, and what it's done lately. so um, And as we kind of mentioned earlier, and I know, you know, as we kind of mentioned earlier, tax rates are down. Capital gains rates are over the same at 15% or 20% right. even in the highest tax bracket. But your other income may be in a lower bracket. So it may, you know, cost less this year just trimming out of it too right. in general. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you can also be mindful of managing that uh, that tax burden by looking for something that might have – uh, a loss right. in your portfolio. Right. You could you uh, have a consumer sell. staples or whatever else, or, or energies that are down. You can offset that. Those. Yeah, no doubt. Um, telecom. If you own some AT&T or Verizon right. stock or something like that, that that had losses. And and think about this. Now your overall position may not have a loss, but if you've bought along the way, like you dollar cost average into the market, you mm-hmm. might have certain um, lots tax lots where you know you might own say 100 shares of apple but you bought it at two share increments over the last 10 years uh some of those shares probably not in apple at this point but some of those shares in other securities you might have some some portions that you could sell take a loss on and then offset some of the gains in your portfolio and make sure that it remains uh diversified but uh just based on the information we got here you know there's no real rush to Run out and just stay vigilant on it and and, and make sure it doesn't get above 10%. No doubt. Yeah, there you go. All right. uh, Next question. AC from Marietta says, I've inherited an IRA from a deceased relative, and I understand that I must begin taking mandatory withdrawals by December 31, 2019. Uh, Which age divisor is required to calculate the RMWs, my current age, or the age of my deceased relative? And the next question since I have not taken any withdrawals, uh, as this account has uh, just been transferred, would it be possible to give this IRA to my children uh, so the money can grow tax-free until they reach retirement age? Now, AC, well, like a, we're, we're sorry for your loss. That's awful. So obviously yeah. it happened this year, so yeah, no doubt. sorry to hear that. Yeah. All right, so uh, in answering the question, um, what do you guys think? What? Well, she's got she, – um, she has to take – the required minimum distribution based on her age. Um, yeah, it's not on the deceased. It's based on your age, AC. Based on your age, when the the year after you receive it, it's it's using the single life expectancy table. Um, so if you were if you were 55 years old, that factor would be 29.6, and then it's decreased every year after that by one. Um, you could have disclaimed this property, this uh, this account, if your kids were contingent beneficiaries on the account but it sounds like you've already taken ownership of this of this account so um and even if you had given it to your children they would have still had to take required minimum distributions based on their age but it would be on a lower factor obviously given right um but if you want to call us ac we can kind of talk you through that if you'd like as michael said um you know you can disclaim property but you have to disclaim it prior to receiving the property um, so the the window may be lost, but you know we're certainly happy to talk to you about it. Yeah, and then you said also they would have to. The the other caveat is they would have had to be a contingent. Correct. Uh, yes. Right. Correct. So, so if they're not one of uh, 
one of the named individuals as beneficiary, then probably not even them, right? Right. Yeah. All right. Right. Uh, got another one here. If I can flip pages. How about that? Uh, Mike from Snellville says, is there anything to worry about having my money in a money market fund at Schwab or Vanguard versus an FDIC-insured money market at a bank? Uh, both the prime money market fund at Vanguard and the Vanguard, uh, I mean, the value advantage money market fund at Schwab uh, show their member SIPC, but the bank has an FDIC-insured money market. Now, uh, SIPC really protects you against fraud or some of those things. FDIC protects against bank failure. Right. So the two... Uh, Accounts would be significantly different. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to get more of an of an insurance from a uh, a bank money market account, and uh, you know the, there is. They call and them, SIPC also protects you from brokerage account failure, that is such true, as yeah. a, a Vanguard went under, which that would be difficult to do. We also said about Lehman Brothers, so it also protects you there too, right? It does, yeah, no okay. doubt. Uh, so so if they failed, then right. you could. But here's the thing about money markets these days: uh, there were uh, for, you know, related to money market mutual funds. Uh, you know, the, the old thing has been forever that they can't break a buck, meaning that they always trade at $1. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime that uh, you have a recession, though, it's it, there has we almost seen always them. been a situation where either some got real close or some would bust that $1, which means that the assets backing them were not sufficient uh, to still say that you know you're going to get all your money back. So, right. uh, what the what the beauty and the has way been that they about, went around that. Correct me if I'm wrong, Troy. So you saw a lot of money market funds starting to reduce their expense ratio to try to keep it at a dollar. Right. Yeah, they would do that. Uh, so what's happened now? Regulators came in and in a manner of trying to fix this issue where a money market mutual fund is bound to that one dollar net asset value, um, they have decided. That you know, when anytime uh, it's it's the same old thing. You know, um, emotions get the best of people when they hear that uh, their money might be in peril. What do they do? They're going to run and try to take it out. So, uh, no matter what the situation, um, there is now the potential for some money market mutual funds uh, to lock up your money. So right. liquidity has changed significantly. You can be held away from your money as much as 10 days. And, and that's scary if you want it. Is it uh, all of it or just a percentage? It would be any withdrawal for 10 days. See, it can, it can keep you from being uh, your money being available for 10 whole days. And uh, even then, they can charge 2% on the withdrawal. Uh, and these are all changes, and not only that, but, uh, you know, the fund does Think about that, 2%. So if you have it in a money market that's earning 1.5%, they could charge you 2% to get it out. That's true. And, and uh, what So you it's still a now, negative return. Right. Now, there are money market funds that actually don't have those uh, caveats, and those are going to be the government money market funds. So any of those are going to be uh, government issue um government issue securities held within those money markets. Uh, that being the case, uh, guess what? You're taking less risk, risk less return, less return. Yeah. And right. that's the way it's always going to be. In and again, Mike, these, you know, those lockups and restrictions we're talking about is usually in a banking crisis, usually. On the oh yeah. No, you're, they, it, they put it that, so we're not in that right now, but it's just something to consider when you ask which one's safer. Yeah, we're talking about planning ahead here. Right. You know, just a few minutes ago. Uh, this is one of those things that I would not want to subject 
uh, surely clients to. And that's the kind of money, honestly, any any cash that you're going to set in these accounts, you would assume that you need within the next 12 months, maybe even shorter periods than that. Sure. Uh, so... You and know. when we look at our planning, we say, okay, you know, our our target asset allocation, we look at, you know, what money do you need to withdraw in the next 10 years? So we do not put 10-year money, if you will, any liquidity needs you have in the next 10 years for living expenses from your portfolios. We don't put those in those type of money, in those vehicles either. Right. Because the last thing you want to do is not have access to your money if you need it. Absolutely. So, and, and Troy, you're talking about a money market that they can lock up compared to a government money market, you're really not talking about that much of a different interest rate. I mean, uh, it, it's 20, a, 35 basis points. But a lot of folks will throw away the the ability to be liquid for just that much. But you know what? I don't know that they a lot of people know about that. Yeah. Because it's very specific, and it's no, a new no regulation. Doubt. It is, yeah, very new. All right, well, we're up against it. Uh, end of the show. I think the market's going to be up this week. What do you guys think? Quick. Absolutely. Up. All right, there we go. You're listening to Money Talks. We'll catch you next week. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.